0: Just before 4.30, he wedged the Thunderbird into a tight space in front of the South End apartment building. He sprang up the stairs, not tired at all, hungry to be in his own place. Stepping inside, he turned on the light and looked around, taking in all that was now his. Same old place, but not the same old me. It was the top floor unit in a building where the rent was paid by mail, the rest of the tenants were a good deal older than he and Tony. The only contact they had ever had with anyone was the occasional rapping on the floorboards when Tony played the stereo too loud. The apartment had been renovated years ago a haphazard job that had turned a large one bedroom into a cluttered two. A huge wooden spool turned on end and stenciled Boston Edison served as a coffee table. Across from the non-working fireplace was a black velour sofa covered with imitation sheepskins. Underneath the bay window was a blonde wood cabinet that housed the stereo, Tony's Pride. Floor speaker stood waist-high. He walked over, flipped the power switch on, and stabbed the tape play button with a rigid forefinger. Hard-driving music filled the room. Quickly, he turned down the volume. No visitors tonight, he thought, shivering with pleasure. Soon, but not tonight. He hurried back to the doorway of his new bedroom, but didn't go in. He inhaled the scent of aftershave lotion. Suddenly, the feel of his poorly fitting clothes became unbearable. I'll be right back, he whispered. In the bathroom, he showered quickly. Steam billowed as he reached out of the shower for a bottle of hair color hidden in the towel closet. He looked at the label. It was the stuff advertised to change your hair color, so gradually no one will notice. Tony noticed, he thought, that and a few other things. So what, tell it to the fish. Putting on a black terry cloth robe that was hanging from the door, he picked up the aftershave scent again, mingled with a tang of perspiration. Patting quietly through the kitchen, he flicked the lights off and drew the shades on the bay window. In his old bedroom, he pulled the shade and turned on the overhead light. A box spring mattress lay along the far wall of the narrow room. The walls were bare except for the Grand Prix poster Tony had stuck on his wall with a thumbtack. Have some art, for Christ's sake. In the closet next to the bed, he pushed aside several neatly hung white shirts and pairs of pants to reveal a blue case sitting on the side shelf. He carried it close to his chest over to a caramel-colored writing desk with a mismatched wooden chair. After turning off the light, he shut the door and sat down, closing his eyes. A tickle of anticipation ran up his spine. He stayed in the same position for a full minute, savoring the feeling. He opened his eyes and unlatched the case. Light spilled out from a series of tiny bulbs around the mirror in the lid his shadow appeared as a great hunched bird on the wall behind. Framed by his wet hair, which looked black in the meager light, his face appeared as stark as a vampire's. Give the hair a little time. It'll look black at noon on a sunny day, he thought. He splashed on some aftershave, then massaged a thick blob of setting gel into his hair and drew it back in slick lines with a wide-tooth comb. The sweet scent of the gel completed with the lotion filling the room. He rubbed bronzing cream onto his face, neck, and arms, knowing that his two sessions at the tanning center the previous week were no competition with Tony's beach time. Carefully, he wiped his hands clean. The cream wouldn't take effect for several hours, so he darkened his face with powder and brushed it smooth. In the corner of the makeup case was a stack of five contact lens cases— He took out the one marked with a green dot, leaned back into the chair, and dropped the soft contacts into his eyes. He kept his head back and blinked until his vision cleared. The room fell into darkness when he eased the lid of the case down. He sat back for several minutes and closed his eyes, ears tuned only to his own steady breathing. He leaned forward and opened the case. In the mirror, a black-haired man took his measure with a direct green-eyed stare. He gave a slow grin, his mouth lifting to one corner just so. You're back, he said.